You're listening to Question Reality. Question Reality. With Priscilla Leona. Priscilla Leona. Only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Question Reality. I'm your host, Priscilla Leona, and we're coming to you live from Studio City, California. And you can catch our show every Sunday from 5 p.m. to 5.50 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, our show is about informative entertainment, and it's done in a fun, upbeat, improv style. We provide you with tips, advice, and resource information on how you can pursue a career in show business. We have guests that work in various professions in the entertainment industry, so that means that you'll have someone from a career that you will definitely be interested in. If you want to know who will be on our show in the future, you can visit the uh, Question Reality official website, and that address is questionreality.us not .com everyone types in questionreality.com and they get some other website and I get emails um, questionreality.us for United States if you want to check out any of our past guests read their bios listen or download any of the shows uh, where you are now which is on the LA Talk Radio website if you're listening to my cute little voice now you go up to the top and you'll see the schedule one link right at the top of the LA Talk Radio website site you look for the show question reality in the time slot of sunday at five o'clock you click on the link and it'll take you directly to our archive page and on the archive page it has all of the past guests and you can peruse at your own leisure you can also download any of our shows from itunes under the podcast section under the podcast section and from what i understand we also are in the middle of developing our own applications the la talk radio um, station is developing a is uh, is albert is it itunes for it's for iphone itunes iphone ipad i i i i i i uh but uh yeah so i will keep you abreast about that in the near future now we would love for you to call in and ask questions or provide comments on any of the guests that we have on the show but we ask that you call between 5:20 and 5:30 and when you call in we take your calls directly you don't have to go through a a screening process. The call-in number is right in front of you if you are looking at listening to the show live in its area code 323-203-0815. Now, we, as everybody sent me emails, is Mother Love really on your show? Yes, she is here, but she's not talking yet. I'm saving her for a couple minutes. Mother Love is here in the studio. I will let her say hi, but you're not getting any more than that. Welcome, Mother Love. Hi. Mother love. Every time I hear her vo- or her name, I want to start singing that Stephen Steve Miller song. They call me Mother Love. Actually, it's Doctor Love, but they call me Mother Love. I changed it a little bit. Kiss. No, it's Steve. Oh, it might be I Kiss. I thought that was Kiss. Wow, it's, it's Kiss. either Kiss or the Steve Miller band. I'm no, not I think sure. It's Kiss. Oh my God, Mother Love knows it's Kiss. All right, I'm confused. I only know 80s bands. If it's prior to the 80s, I don't know what it is. Okay, so we are going to talk to Mother Love. She is here live, and we are going to have the pleasure of discussing a whole bunch of stuff. She's going to be talking up a storm, but I do have a couple of things uh, my advertisers want you to know. There's exciting, exciting, exciting stuff coming up. First, there are, okay, so there are two special panels happening at the Showbiz Expo at the LA Convention Center on April 25th. 
Tickets at the Showbiz Expo are free. Free, free, free. You know, I love free. Free if you RSVP before April 22nd. The panels cost $15 each. And with the caliber of people that they are going to have, I expect that these panels are going to be gone in no time. So you want to jump in, get it right now. The, some of the topics are going to be how to write and sell a spec script. That is Sunday, April 25th from 12.30 to 1.30 p.m. So here's some of the people that are going to be on the panel. Why do we hear this? David Boxerbaum, he's an APA literary agent. Um, Karen Foster, she's the co-producer at DreamWorks for How to Train Your Dragon, which is the new movie out. Bonnie McBeard, screenwriter for Tron. Gabrielle Pantera, the executive producer of Gosh TV. Sasha Rothschild, who's writing Universal's How to Get Divorced by 30. Oh, that's a trip. Uh, Robin Rowe, yay! Robin Rowe, who gives us all of our wonderful information from Screenplay Labs. He's a COO of Movie Editor. Dot com. Um, there's another class, which is social media for film and TV. That's Sunday, April 25th from 3.30 to 4.30. Here are the people that are going to be on there. Wait do you hear this panel. You're writing this down. Uh, his name is Adam Armas. He's the executive producer for NBC TV show Heroes. Love that show. Also have a friend, David Lawrence, who's on there. Yay, David Lawrence. Uh, he plays, um, oh, God, what does David Lawrence play? What character? Uh, the Puppet Master. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Jan Coleman. She's the executive producer for MTV TV's The Buried Life, which is a new show. Fantastic. Sort of like The Bucket List. Uh, Tom Green. We all, uh, now it's not that Todd. It's Todd Green, not Tom Green. Todd Green. He's M, he's the MPRM Public Relations VP of Digital Media. Gabrielle Pantera. She is the executive producer again of Gosh TV. She'll be on that panel too. Uh, Jan Jeff Ragavan, who's the COO of Buddy Media, and again, Robin Rowe, uh, COO of MovieEditor.com, and he'll be on that panel. And uh, White Collar, which is, oh my God, I don't know if you people have seen that show, White Collar, but it is hot. I love that show. Uh, White Collar panel. The panel is going to be April. Oh my God, April 6th. That already passed. Well, that's old. Isn't it past April 6th? Well, that's out. Forget I said that. Uh, damn, I missed that. Oh, boy, that actor was on there, too. My God. Okay, so again, Screenplay Lab Mixer. Robin Rowe is at it again. Uh, April 22nd, he's going to be at the Elegant Sidebar by Wolfgang Puck, which is in the Regency Beverly Wilshire Hotel, 9500 Wilshire Boulevard at Rodeo Drive. And as you know, that hotel is where they filmed Pretty, Women, Pretty Woman. It was filmed there. Uh, business casual cocktail attire drinks start at $6, but check with your server because this is a really fancy place where the prices can go much higher. I always drink my Long Island iced teas. They usually run me about 15 bucks. So don't be thinking you're going to get a Long Island iced tea if you're a beginning actor. So, you know, bring your own flask. That's what I did. Okay. So uh, let's see. Uh, ask about the special drinks, the appetizers, desserts, 7 to 10 p.m. free. Again, Please order something to drink and eat. Yay. You know, they want the money, honey. All about the money. Okay. So lastly, Turner Classic Movies Film Festival. Ooh, a lot of people have been asking me about that. It's April 25th, uh, 22nd 
to April 25th, and they're kicking off the four-day event with a world premiere of a new restoration of George Cooker's A Star is Born, 1954. I don't know if any of you know that. A lot of my audience is young, but that was a good movie, right, Mother Love? Excellent. And uh, they're screening Metropolis, 1927. If you haven't seen it, you got to see it. That's really good. And they just got a ton, a ton, a ton of stuff. Space Odyssey, the producers and writers, uh, director Mel Brooks will also be receiving a star uh, on the Hollywood Walk of Fame during the festival. So that's pretty exciting. And uh, TCM primetime host Robert Osborne with Mel Brooks. And there's going to just be a ton of stars there. So check that out. It's TCM TCM, which is TurnerClassicMovies.com Festival. And the next thing is Digital Hollywood and Variety Summit. That's on May 3rd through 6th. Digital Hollywood Content Summit. That's at Low Santa Monica Beach Hotel. Filmmakers Lounge at Venice Room, Santa Monica. Prices start at $95. Add $100 to participate if you want to do the Variety Summit. And lastly, we have the new Media Film Festival, June 11th through 13th. Celebrate the art of storytelling in the digital age. And boy, we are in the digital age. Aren't we, Mother Love? We are. We are Damn. there. And a unique 3D viewing pajama party. Now, I don't even know what the hell that would be. I don't even know. They give me this stuff to advertise. What the hell is that? What's a unique 3D video? Viewing pajama party where you sit around in your pajamas and put 3D glasses on and watch, what, Halloween, the movie from 1984? I don't know what that is. But it's a celebrity red carpet and opening night film shot on red. Oh, does that explain what it is? <laughs> Woo, I should have read that. Uh, it's a celebrity red carpet and opening night film shot on red. Okay. Panel discussions with Ted Shilowitz, red camera, Per Peterson. He's a 3D expert. He shot Peter Jackson, uh, Panasonic, Greg Reitman, which is the Sundance winner. And that'll be at the downtown Los Angeles Theater. And that's 251 South Main Street. Now, if you want to check out the website, it's newmediafilmfestival.com. Newmediafilmfestival.com. And I think I've been talking and talking and talking, and now it's time for somebody else to talk. I am about to introduce the one, the only, the mother and the love together, mother and love, mother love. And let me just tell you a little bit about her, just real brief. I'm going to do a real brief bio on her. Uh, she, You may remember her from the popular daytime show called Forgive or Forget. I never miss that show. I love it uh, because I forgive, but I never forget being a Scorpio, as all of you know, uh, which, by the way, Albert John played at the House of Blues on Friday, and some of you weren't there, and you said you were going to be there, but I may not remember. Um, she is a published author. She's a veteran of television sitcoms, radio talk, and music shows. She's probably judging me right now as I'm doing my little intro, but I'll talk to her later about it. Um, she's a film actress, an advice columnist, a motivational speaker, and humorist. And these days, the multi-talented and even more fabulous, super-duper Cooper fabulous, uh, Mother Love is on a mission. And she is on a mission to inform educate and enlighten people everywhere on the importance of better managed diabetes and mother love has lost over a hundred pounds and improved her diabetes management through hard choices a healthy lifestyle 
uh, all of the changes that that incur with that. And she speaks to audiences across America on health, love, and life issues. And the sixth annual Mother Love Diabetes Awareness Bus. Woo! She's got herself a bus. I want a bus. <laughs> a bus and truck tour 2010 is sponsored by Novo Nordisk. Uh, U.S. And she is also the 2010 spokesperson for ADA's Choose to Live campaign, which is geared towards women of color, age 35 and over. And Mother Love has been tapped by Aetna Insurance Company. Well, I can't imagine why every company hasn't come after Mother Love. Uh, But she's also going to be the face and voice for their faith-based initiative for 2010. Nine and in, yeah, is that it? in the spirit of health? Hmm, where she presented at a hundred churches in a hundred days. My God, uh, she continues in that role through 2010 and beyond. And also in 2010, she has been elevated to research ambassador. My God, this woman must be busy with the American Diabetes Association, and she's the national spokesperson for ABCOTS. Is it Glucerna? Glucerna. Woo! Glucerna products. And she's done over 200 radio interviews. I'm definitely being judged right now. Now I'm totally paranoid. Uh, To promote diabetes awareness since December 2006 with the American Diabetes Association's I Decide to Fight Diabetes Campaign. Again, she's a published author, veteran television sitcoms, a radio talk show, and music shows. Here she is. Mother love. I think we need a sound effect. We need a drum. Uh, Mother love. Why, thank you, thank you, thank you. And Kennedy, who's sitting here giving me the eyes, making sure he's going to kick me under the table if I do something wrong. (laughs) You and me both. Hey, so what's going on, Mother Love? Well, you just said it all right there. I I thought that was going to be a short bio. I know, but I just kept, I was so fixated. I thought, oh my God, it just keeps going on. I wanted to tell just in case we missed anything. Well, that was pretty much it. It, Well, now the show's over, everybody. Thank you very much for playing. It's been lovely. Show's over. I just read everything. (laughs) But we're actually going to break it down into topics because the first one that I want to talk about, which was my absolute favorite, and I hope you don't mind Not at all. I never missed forgive or forget now let's talk about how did you come to do that show what was it like being on the show and why you left the show um, it was it was amazing. Uh, you want the radio version? You want the real version? I want the real version. Okay, well, the I, we real don't ver- do radio or TV <laughs> versions. Yeah. Well, the real version is they came to me and asked me. They would call me often and ask me to come and shoot a pilot for them. They had they had an idea, and so they came and they said they had an idea to shoot this show, and would I come and do it? And at first I said no. Because every time I come and work with you guys, you always kick me to the curb and you give the show to somebody else. So, no, I'm not going to do it. Had that happened before? With them, yeah. They and with them, it. you mean, who are you? This particular to? studio. Oh, a studio. It was okay. a studio. Okay. And so I was like, nope, I'm not going to do it because you guys, you treat me like a bad relationship. <laughs> you know, you don't or a stepchild. I liken it to a bad relationship, <laughs> not okay. a stepchild. Okay. And so, anyway, they... um. So they asked me to come and do it. And so my business manager, who happens to be my husband, said... Yo, Kennedy. Yeah. He goes, 
you should do that. This will be good for you. You should do it. I'm like, look, I'm tired of them kicking me to the curb. Do it anyway. So then I agreed to do it. And then I thought it was going to be shot here in Los Angeles. Then they go, no, we want you to go to New York. We want to uproot you and your family. Take all your kids. Take everything you got and go to New York City. And shoot it from New York. I'm like, it's cold in New York. <laughs> but did they say you were going to be getting like six or seven figures, so pack your bags? That's what it see, made for, me move. Uh, no, well, see, for me, and, and I know people might think this is crazy. I've been in this business a very long time. And the one thing I have never, ever done I have never chased the money. Mm. So it's not about, I mean, it is about the money. I mean, because I want to get paid. I want some, I want, I want some, to get some chips too. Somebody got to pay the house. I want some chips. You know. So, <laughs> so it's not, it's, it, but it's not about, it's about yeah. the craft. It's about the vision. Right. It's about the purpose. I'm in the entertainment industry because this is what I was, this was my assignment. Exactly. Um, what I wanted to do is not this. Right. This, so, I mean, me and my plans, but you know, they, they got a saying. They say, if you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plan. And so I was telling him. <laughs> Mom, I plan everything. And when you heard, that. when you ever hear the thunder and the lightning, that's God rolling around. Going, yeah, right. right. Shut up, bobblehead. Right, yeah. I got something better for you. So and they got you to New so York. They, so they got me to New York, and I was doing the show, and I was doing the show, and we were doing really, really well. And then um, one of the guys who had convinced me, along with my husband, to do the show, he got very ill. And I, you know, this is a business based on relationships. And so, and I, my friends kept me working or the people who say they are my friends and I trust that they are because they would keep me working. And so he got really sick and it was kind of like when he got sick, it was like the crazy people running the, the right. asylum. Mm -hmm. And so they come rolling in New York, talking real crazy to me, talking about, we want to change the direction of the show and we want people to come on the show and cuss and throw things. And you know, I said, oh, you know, cause some of these people really need to be cussed out and I need to, they said, no, no, no. Not you. We want the guests to come in and do now, that. Now, for people who don't know or may have missed the show, tell people what the show was about with the premise the, of the show. The, the name of the show was Forgive or Forget. The premise of the show is to bring somebody on the show to either ask for an apology, demand an apology, set the record straight, get DNA tests. It was to heal a rift in a relationship, brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, relationships, husbands and wives, uh, girlfriends and boyfriends, people who just had a problem and they couldn't get to a point where they could forgive one another, forget about the situation, and move on. So they wanted you to take it on down to the Jerry Springer level where they were fist fighting and, 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 and hair pulling. And, 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 and I said, and I said, and no. knocking those bitches and, all yeah, over see, the And place. I'm like, no, this is why they mm -hmm, got here. This is mm -hmm. why they're on the show in the first place. Right. And so the integrity of the show, in my opinion... It's it's difficult to have any kind of credibility when you got a show called Forgive or Forget right. with a host named Mother, Mother Love. Love. And you're going to come in here and act a fool. Now, no, you're not coming. That's like coming <laughs> in my house, putting your feet up on my furniture, eating out my refrigerator, <laughs> running up my phone bill. No, it's not getting ready. It's not getting ready to jump off. And then they off. want you to referee it and too, I'm, and get I'm in like, the middle. And I'm like, it's not getting ready to jump off. And then they go, well, you should just stand. I said, that's not going to happen. Right. I would not allow anybody. And you asked me, you said, make this your own. Make it so people. People will want to watch it. I mean, and they start complaining about all kind of little stuff. And I'm like, y'all need to, you know, calm y'all happy self down, you know, and quit carrying on like this. We got a good show. We're doing well in the right. ratings. So then they um, unceremoniously fired me. Woo! They sent me a fax. A fax? They didn't fax. even call your they ass? They didn't even call me up and oh, say, Mother Love, you kicked to the curb. God. They sent me a fax. So and they did it over Thanksgiving break. So everybody on the staff was gone off a break. And then another thing too, they didn't 
I don't think they appreciated the the um, camaraderie of the people on the show and, and all of us who were everybody who worked on the show. Like I said, you guys don't work for me. We work together. My job is to be the host like my hair and makeup and wardrobe people. They would like freak out because there was no mirror be from, for me to look at before I went on stage. I didn't, I didn't, what I need a mirror for? Your job is to do my hair. Your job is to do my makeup. Your job is to do my wardrobe. So you if my wig had to sit on the back of my head, that's your job. If my clothes look crazy and my bra ain't fitting, that's your job. You know, if my makeup is all sideways and I'm looking like a clown, that's your job. I'm not asking you to tell me how to host this show. I shouldn't have to tell you how to do your job. Oh my God. They must have been so scared because they didn't know whether you liked it or not. No, they had to do, they had to do their job. Right. When I saw myself on camera when we first walked out uh-huh. fine and dandy if it doesn't look right that's on you yeah you don't want to put them funny that's looking clothes on me <laughs> and so i that wasn't that shouldn't have been something right. i should have to worry about i shouldn't have to worry about lighting like you should not have to worry about whether or not i'm going to give a good performance right. and draw out the best in these guests exactly and exactly. i understand this business and i understand about but i can be and i not but and i could be compassionate and loving right and it wasn't going to be you know, just 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 for television, because that's not who I am. Right. You know, if I want people to understand and believe this, then they got to uh, they got to see me. Right. Well, so, so what happened when they fired you over the break? They fired me over the. What did I do? I said, well, you know, y'all got to pay me because <laughs> I am under contract. OK, so now you what you want to do now it doesn't make sense to pay me and then to pay somebody else. And I knew it was coming because I'm the kind of person. I stand up for what I believe in. Right. I'm not going to, you know, you, you, you can't just dangle a million dollars in front of me and expect me to just bite it. Now, maybe 20 million, you might have a shot. <laughs> I might be nibbling. I might be nibbling. Million. I might be gumming. But, but, but like I said, I've never yeah. chased the money. Yeah. And so it was about the integrity of the show. Right. It was about the respect that I could give as a host to the guests that came on the show. They were coming into my living room, right. at, you know, so to speak. And it's almost like every, you guys are like getting a chance to eavesdrop. Exactly. And I didn't never want to lose that them to lose that comfort zone right. with me and so they said well this is our show and we'll do with it what we want and you can't I said you know what sir you know you are absolutely right this is your show and you can't do with it what you want but I walked in here mother love with my reputation intact and I will mm-hmm. walk out of here with my reputation intact and then they wanted me to lie and say I just walked away from a job that was tailor-made for me and I got to tell you this and this is how come I know I did the right thing I did the right thing for standing up for the integrity of the show, for those young people that worked mm-hmm. on that show, for every mm-hmm. guest that ever came on that show, for every advertiser, because it has been 11 years mm-hmm. and people still in 2010 have a passion for. You know what they're mm-hmm. shocked about? That it's been 11 years. Yeah, I was too. Because been, remember when I talked to yeah. you, I said, oh, it was a couple years ago. It's been 11 years. I can't and the, believe it. And the integrity of it, the passion for it. And then they, we said, well, we'll, you know, let, let's try to work it out. Let's, they said, no. I said, okay, thank you very much. Thank you for playing. Moving on. And then they replaced you with... Uh, no, they did not they replace did not? me. Let me. Ca- I don't want people to keep getting this twisted. What I can, happened? First of all, I cannot be replaced. There you go. That's for what sure. What they did was they fired me and they hired another woman to host the show. Ah. And it didn't do well. And they tried to blame me for it. And I was not going... You know how hard it is for women in this business? It really is. It's really difficult for women in this business. I don't care if you black, white, green, pink with purple dots. If you're a woman, they want to put you in a box. Then they said, well, we want you to go on TV mm-hmm. and we want you to um, get into this, you know, like this uh, 
for lack of a better term, a pissing contest with her. And, you know, go, I said, it's not getting ready to jump off. Mm. And I spent three and a half years of my career, every place I went on the road, defending their right to fire me and defending her right to take that job. Mm-hmm. And no, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to browbeat her. I wasn't going to, you know, be rude and disrespectful for, to her or anybody else in this business. Right. And that's what, you know, this is a business based on control and fear. And they forgot to tell me that when they brought me from Cleveland. Isn't that something? See, that's I very interesting. You're hearing the inside <laughs> scoops, people, from a veteran. And this is what she's saying. It's a business based on control and fear. Now, what do you, uh, you know, for young people who are just getting started, what words of advice would you give someone if if it's based on control and fear, well, what would see, you say? How do you handle that? Well, see, nowadays because of the digital, because of our new technology, it's not it's not as fierce as it was when we were coming in. Because you can build your own brand. You can, you know, with the with the information age, I've been able to expand my brand globally. And so, what I would say to young people is, know what your brand is, know what your foundation is, know where your line is, know what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do in this business because that's why they want them young and dumb so they don't know anything know your brand own your brand own your this name was kind of ticked off too when i came because mother love is a registered trademark <sighs> okay but it's been a registered trademark since i came up with it and that was 30 something years ago right right and so they were like well we're gonna need to control your name image and likeness and i was like i don't even know what the heck that means but it didn't even sound it didn't right sound good and so nowadays now it when is you're imperative. saying brand for people who don't know what that means know your brand control your brand explain what that means. I am mother love. I know what my brand is. Mother love is who I am. It's what I do. I give advice to the love Lauren. I speak to you about your personal life. Mm-hmm. I stay in my lane. I'm not trying to play. See, and it's all, it depends so on important whose hands saying. it's in. So whose hands are, is it in? A basketball in my hand is worth $3.95. Mm-hmm. A basketball in LeBron James's hand is worth $400 million. So what I give, people can do what I do. They just can't mother love it like I can mother love it. And so I know what my brand is. My brand is trust. It's honesty. Mm -hmm. It's respect. Mm -hmm. It's a foundation. And I know how important that is. When we go, everybody was going through this tough economic crisis, and then I found out that me being mother love, I was a frontline luxury mm-hmm. as a motivational speaker and as an author. Because they were like, we not, we can't pay you for that. We got to try to pay for you know this and that, and we got to downsize. So I had to go a, in a different direction, you know, as a motivational speaker. And so, and what I, did you change your brand? I didn't change my brand. I expanded okay. my brand, and I expanded my brand to go into a in, into an avenue. And an arena that I know about, and that's diabetes. And how would you expand your brand if you were, I mean, so you're still keeping who you are, you're, you have a brand, but you're just kind of you have exploring to, a different no, avenue. I'm not, no, so I'm not exploring. Not exploring I'm, I'm okay. not exploring anymore. I am I am entrenched in this. Okay. I am entrenched in the diabetes community. I am one of the people that uh, people go to and have me come to them to talk to people in their workplace, at their hospitals, in their churches, in their temples, at their schools, at the universities for their nonprofits because I live with type 2 diabetes every day. I have this disease. And so it, it helps keep me on track to be met to manage it and I watch the epidemic that it is in this country and how it's taking so many of our young talent because when you got to focus on your health and you got to focus on eating you got to focus on insulin you got to focus on going to the doctor when do you focus on your dream when do you start living your dream and you know when does diabetes not control your life and how do you incorporate better management mm-hmm. in your everyday life mm-hmm. so that you can live 
a, a healthy lifestyle and you can live with a better quality of life. And so I'm the living example. I wasn't trying to be the poster child for diabetes. Right. How, how, when were you diagnosed with diabetes? In 1990. I had quit smoking cigarettes and I gained 40 pounds and I thought it was because I could taste food. I was yeah. like, ooh, I can't Ooh, yes. that's what a pork chop tastes like. Whoa! And then I gained 40 pounds. Yeah. And then I started to exhibit the symptoms, and I knew what they were because everybody in my family just about has right. some form of diabetes. You know, there's type 1, gestational, type 2, here, BD, there, BD, everywhere is diabetes. And so I figured when I left Ohio, I was leaving all that madness behind. Right. Because now I'm in California. I'm one of the beautiful people. Yeah, and beautiful people don't get sick. Ha! Ha! They don't care nothing about you leaving and going no place if you don't take care of your health. Right. And then I was out here taking care of everybody else and mm-hmm. nurturing everybody and loving everybody. And mother love, mother love is on the back burner. Right. I'm not paying attention to what's going on inside of my body. And so I had to stop and take control of my life. Mm-hmm. And my health, how I'm going to tell you about how to, you know, well, baby, now this is what you need to do about thus and so. And I got one foot on a banana peel and the other one in the grave because I want to eat up everything on the menu. But thank you. Call it again. Oh, there you go. We got to talk about that later. Now, a diabetes, aware, diabetes awareness, you say making your Ph.D. What is that? That's my 2010 theme. Every year I have a theme since I've been doing this. So this year's theme, my mother love theme is making your Ph.D., making your personal health decisions. Mm. You taking control. I mean. We can have, if I could wave my magic mother love wand and everybody has paid up health care, I will guarantee you 90% of these people are not going to go to the doctor on a regular basis because I hear this every day. Well, I don't want the doctor telling me no bad news. Well, if you don't take your behind into the doctor, you're right. going to get some bad news, you bobo head. Right. If you don't go and get a mammogram, you could lose one of them suckers. Now, That's come on. Right. I mean, did I just, I mean. No, you know no, no. I mean? You can say anything you want to okay. say on this but I'm, show. But I'm just saying, you know, we have to take control. You, when we walk in the doctor's office, the doctor doesn't wave his hands and go, humming, 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 Priscilla, I can tell you got bursitis in your shoulder. The doctor's going to say, how you doing today? And if you go, I'm fine. Well, what you doing there? They're going to get their money for the That's doctor right. visit. So you might as you well. You got to tell them. That's like Albert, my husband Albert over there. He would go into the doctor and they say, so how are you? Fine. And that's all he says. I'm like, you got to tell him. You know, you got to tell him what's time. wrong. Exactly. And we're, we're, I, I, I talk to people on a, on a, on a human level. Because I deal with this every mm-hmm. single day. If your foot is going numb and it's numb for more than 10 days, you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> if you yeah. see little spots in your eyes, you need to go to the doctor. Well, what do you do, Mother Love? I mean, I know you can't solve this problem, but what do you do? Like a lot of my guests are actors and they can't afford health care. They don't have health care. There used to be free clinics. There's no free clinics anymore. How do you tell someone to go to the doctor when there's no money? When you don't have any money. And you don't have insurance. And I've been very open with people. I have my insurance has been very limited because I have a, a pre-existing condition. Oh. Yeah. And exactly. when you, you know when you work in the entertainment industry, if you're under after a SAG, you have to make a certain amount of money this right. year to be eligible for next year. And then if you're on a family plan, it goes up like two dollars, and you could be a dollar short, and you don't get health care. So it's so it's it's crazy. It really is. And so what I say to people who don't have health care, you really really need to be the ones t- making your PhD and making sure that you are eating well, that you're moving your body. That I'm not saying go out here and join some gym because I hate, I shouldn't say I hate the gym, but they funky, sweaty places mm. and I don't know where these people been. And you can pick up some disease. Some kind of corrupts. You can things. get a paper cut and kill your ass. Now see, and we, we just don't want to have that. It's so true. 
but do something. Get up and move and do something. Find something that you'd like to do. Do something different. And that doesn't mean lifting that damn Snickers bar like I no. do either. No. You know I do it. No. And you know Mother Love's giving me the eye over here. Look, I'm, look, I'm, look I, I'm just saying, Albert, look, I got something for that. Oh, he hides. He hides all my sweets from me. But, I have to go cruising but, but, through the house. But, looking you know, it's not yeah. so much that you can't eat sweets. Yeah. Or you sh- it, it's make a personal yeah. health decision about right. is, is is what's more important. Me That's having right. my eyesight now or when I'm 67 or 85 or me eating a Snickers bar because it tastes good. Let me tell you <laughs> something. The really skinny, bony people would say nothing tastes better than being thin. Mm-hmm. Nothing tastes good enough for me to eat to blow out my kidneys, right. lose my eyesight, right. sit up on kidney dialysis, lose a lower limb. Having to take the injections and having four to take times the shot. or something a day, and measuring so your you, blood. Exactly. Yeah. So you you have to make a personal choice. You have to say, my life and my health and the quality of my life is important enough to me. Not your husband, not your children, them ungrateful people that's spending, <laughs> spending up all your money, taking up all your resources, <laughs> running up your air conditioning. Oh, that's my son. (laughs) But I'm just saying, you have to make make sure because you are important to Albert. Absolutely. He loves you. Yes. And how dare you be so irresponsible with your health and your life that you know, so so what about Albert? What are he yeah. going to do? What are yeah. he going to do? But keep in mind that even though I weigh more than Albert, Al, my I have never had high blood pressure. I have never had uh, di- uh, high cholesterol. And Mr. Albert was diagnosed with a very high, high cholesterol. So genetics just also it, plays a part, just right? Just goes to show you. It doesn't matter about how big or small, fat yep. or tall, thick or thin. I'm it doesn't matter health, what skin you're in. But if you don't take care you of keep, your body, mm-hmm. your body will shut down. Right. Your body will break down. When when the little bitty skinny one bone chicks roll up yep. into the diabetes seminars and they go, well, mother love, I didn't think I would ever gain anything right. like that. I only weigh 90 pounds soaking. What I'm gonna, it's an equal opportunity right. destroyer. That's it doesn't right. care. Because Albert is imperfect. Uh, he weighs exactly what he's supposed to weigh for his height. And his triglycerides were through the roof because he likes to eat beef jerky. So just because you're skinny, that does not mean you can eat two bags of beef jerky. But I brought my triglycerides down that to 150. True. Oh, yes. Very his, good. It, his triglycerides were 1,032. He was ready uh, he to was a drop stroke waiting dead. To he was having, he's like, oh, I, when I get up, I feel dizzy. I see stars. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> I like astronomy. Okay, but not like that. Not to the point that you can break over to the other side. So just that, that's Mother Love makes a good point there when she says just because you weigh what you're supposed to weigh does not mean that you don't have something going on. So look for the signs. He started feeling dizzy and was tipping over. He had high high triglycerides, you know. And and that's why it's important to know your numbers. Exactly. You need to know what your weight is. When the doctor told me I was morbidly obese, and I'm like, wait, hey. I'm not morbidly obese. I'm zoftic. I'm juicy. Yes. I'm fluffy. Uh-huh. I'm pleasingly plump. I call myself Priscilla Fluffy. For see, it. see, yeah. <laughs> we know I all do. of we know all of the, I all know. Of the words. And let me tell you something. Speaking on behalf of people who are large, I I find that in my life, most large people they can tell you everything that you need to know about how to diet, how, what exercises to do, and what you need to do it. But we just don't, don't do it. just didn't do but it. But we we could run our own personal gym you because could. we've studied it for years because we've been trying to diet we've been trying to lose weight and we have looked at everything you can possibly do and have done several diets 11. so i could i could put somebody on a 
diet plan, they could lose a ton of weight. But I just can't do it, and that's like some psychological, but it's, but it's physiological. You, but maybe I can it's do not, it. One it's day. not that you can't do yeah, it. Yeah, I said I'm self-indulgent. That, I and you put your and see, but you know what it is. Yeah. And once you know I what know. it is, then you know what to tackle. A lot I of people know. won't even say, "I'm self-indulgent." Oh, yes, I am. You and know, I hate it. You know. If, I, if you hated it, it enough, you know. It what, would do it. it. I know. I would do it. So something's going to break sooner or later. Now, you say stepping into your life, let your light shine. What is uh, that? Each and every one of us. On We are not here by happen chance. I don't care how many baby mama, baby daddies you got. <laughs> I don't care nothing about big mama. I don't care about who left you, what they said. You are not here by happen chance. Mm-hmm. And there is something that you do, every single person in your listening audience, every single person on the planet, there's something that you do just a little bit better, a little bit smarter, a little bit cooler than anybody else. You have to step into that light. And so many of us, so many people are so fearful. And I know what I'm talking about because I, too, was fearful when they kept saying, no, you should be on the radio. You should be on TV. I'm like, you should go get off them drugs and talk to somebody mm-hmm. real serious about that high you on. Right. And, and and I just I couldn't see myself doing that mm. because that wasn't that wasn't my plan. But I tell you, I'm a faith based person I, I truly truly believe in God and the spirit and the power of prayer and when God has a path for you most people are unhappy in their lives because they don't follow their path That's right. they're too afraid of failing you know what success is getting up one more time than you fall that's right now I've been pushed down kicked down knocked down drag out beat up toe up from the floor up mm-hmm. but I got up one more time then they knocked me down mm. and that's what I consider why I consider me to be successful because I'm not just gonna put my light up under a bushel but what about people who suffer from depression a lot of people in the entertainment business do they're either bipolar or they suffer from depression I know they've talked to me about it what Aside from a lot of them don't stay on their medication and they try to work it out on their own. What advice do you have for people who, you know, they've sent out 5,000 headshots. They can't get an audition. They can't seem to get a break. How they're do not they gonna, let their they're, light they're, shine? They're, they're not going to get a break because they're not. They're just doing the peripheral. You're doing the peripheral. I have never sent out 5,000 headshots. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I've had 5,000 headshots in the whole 30-something right. years I've been in the entertainment industry. <laughs> uh, because, uh, yeah. you, because you're not you're not doing the inner work. Yeah. You're not facing what it is that you're facing. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are in this business to hide from something, to push mm. something down, really? to push something away. A lot of people in this industry suffer from severe shyness, and they feel like they shine on stage. Get on the stage and shine. Once you get off the stage and you start having these inner these these inner workings and these voices in your head, and a lot of them don't know how to turn the voices off, the voices from their childhood. You're not gonna be anybody. You who you think you are? What do you think you are? Well, who do you think you just can't? And when you don't turn the voices off, when you don't take control, mm-hmm. you keep hearing the voices. Mm-hmm. You keep seeing that, and you're always looking for approval. Most people don't approve of themselves Mm -hmm. and because they don't approve of themselves and you even said it earlier I'm self-indulgent and I hate that Mm -hmm. you don't hate it because well, that's I mean, true. That's, that's I, just I, some lip service. That's that is, you are correct because I do have some Kentucky Fried Chicken. I've been thinking about this whole interview and I feel bad about it, Mother Love. No, you don't. No, I don't you, because you really I'm don't. thinking about whether I chicken. should microwave it or toast it. Oh God, she's toast breaking it. me down. <laughs> she's breaking me down. But 
you ask me? You ask me, and that's another problem. Well, I don't look at it as a problem because people are coming to me and they're saying, Mother love, what about so and so and such and such? This is what I've learned to do, what I've learned. I, I say to them now, do you want to vent yeah. or do you want me to help you find a solution? Yeah. Now, if you want to vent, baby, come sit here next to me. Lay your head in my lap. Come on, baby, get out. I got some tissue. Come on, blow your nose on my skirt. I got it. It's all cotton. All the snot to come out. Don't worry. Go on, get it out. Come on, get it out. Yes. And he's the low life. Yes, baby. I know. Yes. And she just taking all your money. Now, you feel better? Blow your nose because you're going right back to that guy that you just told me was a piece oh, of scum. I know. Oh, I You're going right back to that woman mm. who spent up all your money and you say she a junior crackhead. So, I'm just, are you venting or do you want a solution? I want a solution. No, are no, you venting? I'm venting. Yeah, it's true. I do like the event i already know the solution now what is this not the new 35 fabulous at 50 that's exciting let me tell you something when i hit 35 i thought i was you could not was as the kids would say it was on and crack a lacking crack a lacking Uh, (laughs) one of of the things that prompted me to to change my lifestyle and to to adopt a healthy lifestyle was my sister dying at 51 years old and people in my family my mother died at 59 my sister at 51 my brother at 39 my father at 51 at 44, they amputated my baby sister's leg. And I'm like, this is, I'm not going down like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take control of my health. And I wanted to get to my 50th birthday and I wanted to be fat. And my doctor goes, well, you know, longevity don't run in your family, mother love. So if I was you, <laughs> this is the same one told me I was morbidly obese. Oh, okay. He said, if, if I were you, I'd do something about that lifestyle because, you know, longevity doesn't run in your family. I was like, Lord, let me get to 50. Yeah. And when I turned 50 and my blood glucose numbers were down and my weight was down, I never had high blood pressure right. and I never had high cholesterol. Right. And the doctors would always say, you know, you don't have high blood pressure. You don't have high cholesterol. I'm like, can I just have one malady at a time? Can you just let me <laughs> deal with the diabetes? I know. It's almost like they're disappointed every time I go. Yeah, they, they look like, at me. The new doctors, when you go and you yeah. haven't had, they're like, oh, no, she's just it up with the, some type of You disease. know she got this diabetes. You know she's heart. got this and that. And then after the tests come back, they're like, they don't have, understand. Have, 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 have they, have they double-checked your test and go, oh, well, there's yeah. got to be something wrong with your heart. Yes. You, you got to have yeah. like high blood pressure. My blood pressure 118 oh over 70. Oh, my God. I know. They, they give me uh, electro. They put me on everything. They do chest tests and heart tests, and, they're, and they want to put me through this machine that searches for things that, that you don't even that have. That I don't even have because they know I'm just adult with you something got to have and some, I'm in yeah. perfect health and I'm like I am woman and I'm in perfect health leave me alone and then I get the bill so that's what exactly. they, that's that's they that, want see that's what happened they said we get this bill now you're gonna have a heart attack I know now you've got three books tell me about your three books I want to know the title and briefly my first book? book was called listen up girlfriends lessons on life from the queen of advice how Ooh. to have a good relationship with everybody including yourself Ooh. the second book was based on the TV show forgive or forget never <laughs> underestimate the power of forgiveness and we cited some of the instances from the show mm-hmm. and instances in other people's lives where forgiveness and moving on really really helped them and to let go of grudges okay. and my last the, my third book that I just wrote um, it's been out about a year or so it's called Have the Mother Twice the Love My Ooh. Journey to Better Health with Diabetes now where can we get these books if we wanted to get these books? you have to you actually can go to my website at motherlove.us yes heard dot that's us dot, that's us that's right you in United States, that's a like motherlove.us, and you can order the book online. Motherlove.us. Now, which is your favorite book? I know they're all your favorites, but all right, for, for 
all intents and purposes for this show, which one would you recommend my listeners read first? Because you want all three, but which one would they get first? I would. Or if their asses are poor and can only afford one, which one? Get one. <laughs> you know all my listeners are poor, rubbing look, two cents together. Look, Robert Peter to pay Paul, I understand <laughs> it completely. <laughs> Uh, they doing all kind of electrical stuff. We got to steal the lights from the, from the city. Just I got to either pay the lights or buy Mother Love's book. Right. Which, one? Go Which to, one? I would say don't make that choice. Go to the library because they're all in the library. Oh, great. And I would say read them in succession. Read the first one and the second one and the third one. And then my, my fourth book that we're working on now is going to be a cookbook. Oh. It's going to be how to modify all those fat laden dishes that you love from, you know, from your childhood that'll slam your arteries shut. Like I make a sugar free peach cobbler and blueberry cobbler, two different cobblers, but a peach cobbler and a blueberry cobbler. How do you make that without uh, any sugar? I got, the, got I, got, I got the secret. Oh. Um, I make a macaroni and cheese that does not <gasps> elevate your blood sugar. Get out of here. Uh, oh, you honey, can just. Honey, just, just can you nod for me? I just uh, here at Easter time. I had nah, to make two pans. But does it taste good? Oh, it's off the chain. Oh, it's off the chain. I make a slamming black and salmon salad that people say, I don't eat salmon, but I like this mother love. <laughs> you know, breakfast tacos, breakfast wraps, uh, all kinds of all kind It of really dishes. is a matter. You can eat the same foods, but you change up how you fix them. Uh, I know. I watch all those shows on HGTV and it's like sweeten it with fruit juice. And or applesauce. Applesauce. Oh, the other day I came up with one. It's um, uh, you have to look on the website and get mm-hmm. it because it, it was uh, to pour over. You could put it on chicken. Do you have it on fish. the mother love. I'm gonna put, I'm, no, I'm gonna put it up on the website because okay. I just invented it the other day. Okay. And have to test drive it on my friends right. unwittingly because they'll eat. I could feed them a fried air sandwich and they would eat it <laughs> because they know it's not gonna be fried air. Is this a is this a pie or a cake? It's or? no. It's it's gonna be a base. It's it's oh. a sauce that you can oh. put on. Oh my God. I, Oh. I, I scared myself. You know what your next venture is? I'm going to throw it out to you. Give it to me. HGTV, a cooking show. All right, I've received that. Hey, HGTV, I shot, Mother I shot Love a pilot. I shot a pilot called Cooking Did, with Mother Love. What, recently? Yeah, last year we shot oh. a pilot called Cooking with Mother Love. I got a couple of them out there. There's one up on YouTube called Home Run with Mother Love. Think of it as... Uh, the nanny for grown people, you know, like the grown people that don't want to leave their mama house, living in the mama basement, sleeping on your mama couch, that would and you're 40 be years old. Some of my listeners, yes. Yeah, that's, okay. some, that's some of y'all. Y'all need to come on the show. And, and what's our tag? When mother moves in, they move out. <laughs> oh, I think that was a show, wasn't there? I watched so many reality shows, they all blend together. Now, what advice do you have? Because we only have like three minutes left. What advice do you have for. Uh, what advice do you have for, oh, two minutes. Ronan's like, no, it's two minutes. What advice do you have for our guests that are young, they're up and coming, and they want to reach the level of success that you had? What do you tell them? What motivation? Work what on your craft. The actors, the singers, Work the on it every single day. Dedicate an hour. Dedicate two hours every day. Every day since I've been in the entertainment industry, every day I work on my career. Every day I work on my craft, whether it's uh, writing, you know, coming up with new speeches, with new recipes, speaking engagements. I do something every day to work on it. Even on Sundays, this one over here, I told him I don't do Sundays and I don't do December. And he goes, <laughs> Hey, you never know what good things happen on a Sunday like this show. And don't have a funky attitude about it because you never know 
who you're entertaining. That's right. And you don't have to be on all the time. Right. But work on your craft. And remember, this is a business. It's called show business. You have the talent, then learn the business. Focus understand on your brand. the business. Understand your brand. Don't get so caught up in it that you lose your soul. Mm-hmm. Because I've watched this business take that's why they take young people. I watch them take their soul, take their spirit, chew them up and spit them out. You know, you have to know who you are, whose you are, and what you're willing to do. You have to know that. I can't know that. I can't say for you, Priscilla, well, this is as far as you can go. The sky's the limit. Right. You know, and I always push young talent. I always push them when they call me and they ask me for advice. And what do you think I should do? And, you know, and I there was a young woman uh, uh, from Cleveland, my hometown, Cleveland, Ohio. She came. Her friend brought her to my house and said, I want you to meet a real star. I want you to meet a real star because just because you cute don't mean you going any place. When make a long story short, she came to my house. I told her, you need to get out of Cleveland. She came to <laughs> yeah. Hollywood and she won an Academy Award. Her name is Halle Berry. Hey, now. Halle Berry, get no. out of Cle- Oh my God, that's so, incredible. You know, um, you 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 have to. We, and for those of us who are in front of the young people, I would say encourage them, teach them, teach and teach them the right way. Right. Teach them, guide them, and direct them. And if you can't do anything else, but be, um, what's the name? Be the wind beneath their wings mm-hmm. and let them fly. And fly. let them fly away. If they fly away, they fly away. I, I don't want anything from any of them except for them to succeed. There you go. We are good. On that note of flying, we are going to be flying out of here. But first, we want you to go to motherlove.us or motherlovebenefits.com. No, just oh, motherlove.us. Mother oh, okay. Motherlove.us. Motherlove.us. You heard it from Mother Love. You can't get better advice from your mother, and you can't get better advice from Mother love thank you so much for joining us have a great time say bye mother love see you later you say, say goodbye to dead people bu- say bye albert bye see you next week bye do you usually have one too many cocktails feel bloated do you poop out at parties if you answered yes to one or more of these questions you need the face-to-face nyc betty ford spa treatment face to face nyc is the only place you'll be able to get the betty ford spa treatment This 12-step program was designed to energize and detoxify your entire body. The spa treatment begins with a 45-minute body-melting massage, followed by a 15-minute hot oil hair and scalp massage. You detoxify under a warm foil wrap, and the Freshman Facial is applied. You will be so relaxed, we may have to scrape you right off the table. And for a limited time, if you mentioned you heard about us from Priscilla Leona on Question Reality Radio, you will get a whopping 30% off the Betty Ford Spa Treatment. Face to Face NYC is located at 20 West 20th Street, Suite 603, New York City. Call us today at 212-633-0404 or visit our website at www.facetofacenyc.com for more details. That's 212-633-0404 or face2facenyc.com.